Now it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. A fishing company is urging caution over plans to ban bottom trawling in parts of the Hauraki Gulf. Kia ora, Charlotte, that's right. Māori-owned Moana Fisheries says people need all the facts about commercial fishing in the Hauraki Gulf before, before responding to government plans to restrict fishing there. The government is asking for feedback on four proposals to ban bottom trawling from between 74 and 89% of the Gulf. Moana Fisheries Chief Executive Steve Tarrant says commercial fishing isn't allowed in half the Gulf already and of the remaining area, only 3% is bottom trawled. Mr Tarrant told Susan Murray decisions must be made using the right information. You've got to be careful that, that people just are informed about some of the, the facts so that they can make an informed decision when they're writing these submissions. So, some people will be writing these submissions based on how they feel and, and what their you know what what the emotional um, decisions are, but in reality, you, you're affecting people's lives here as much as we are protecting the the, the Hauraki Gulf. We also need to be protecting people's people's lives. We should be careful about the unintended consequences. From your perspective, what would be the facts that should be considered? Oh, just just exactly what is being undertaken on the water now. All the improvements that have occurred, the actual um, the percentage of the the Gulf that is being bottom contact now, it, it, it is minimal. So people have this perception, there's boats out there all over the show trawling, and, which, is, which is incorrect. And I think that has to be put out there, and we have to make sure that there's a balance to it, because it's a shared fishery. And it's shared fishery between recreational, customary and commercial, and it must always remain that way. Steve Tarrant says Māori want a healthy moana to support future generations and they've been working closely with the government in planning fishery management. Meanwhile, the Green Party says the proposed bans are a win for the Hauraki Gulf. Oceans and Fisheries spokesperson Eugenie Sage says the Hauraki Gulf Marine Park should be a place where marine life can flourish, safe from high-impact industrial fishing methods. She says bottom trawling has no place in the Gulf and should be phased out entirely. Farmers and growers still removing silt left spewed across their land during Cyclone Gabriel can now access more funds. The government has announced an increase on the total amount people can claim under the Commercial Debris Fund from $250,000 to $400,000. $40,000 of that is a grant and the remaining $360,000 is a 50-50 cost share agreement. Apples and Pears Flood Response Lead, Danielle Adset, says the increase will be a big boost for the growers who need it. So we know that for some growers they have put in applications um, you know, over the past few months and they have been close to or have exceeded that initial cap of $250,000. So for those growers who do need additional assistance in clearing this land, um, this increase will be uh, hugely beneficial. Miss Adset says growers are still shoveling silt, trying to save trees before spring. She says applications for the funding close on Thursday, but help is being given to those who need to apply for the increased amount. What will happen from what we understand is that for all of those um, groups that had an application that either exceeded or close to that cap, um, the regional council will be reaching out to them directly you know, to reassess if they needed to um, put in another application. Um, but it's our understanding that most of our growers have had the opportunity to apply for this fund. That's Danielle Adset. 
Māori-owned farms are almost three times larger than the average New Zealand farm, new StatsNZ figures show. The data collected during last year's agricultural production census show 16% of Māori farms are larger than 1,000 hectares. Susan Murray reports. Almost half of Māori farms are owned and operated by Māori authorities and as well as being larger, they also run more stock. In 2022, Māori farms had three times as many beef cattle, seven times as many sheep and five times as many dairy cows as the average New Zealand farm. 85% of Māori-owned farms are in the North Island. While livestock farms are the most common land use, large areas of agricultural land are also dedicated to forestry. New Zealand's first commercial pineapple grower says the time is right to grow the industry in Northland. Owen Shafley started growing a small area of pineapples near Whangarei a decade ago. With growing techniques for the New Zealand conditions sorted, he says his one hectare of plants will now expand by five hectares every year. By 2030 we only should have about 35 hectares in, but then after that every year we'll be increasing much, much more. And uh, yeah, so the whole family is invested. So carry on like that and specialise and try and produce the best and sweetest pineapples. Owen Shafley now has surplus plants to sell, but says it's very expensive setting up a commercial operation, so the industry will only suit serious growers. He says research done a number of years ago showed growers could make about $150,000 a hectare, and the plants produce fruit all year round. The forestry sector is continuing to struggle with labour shortages, falling export prices and changes to the emissions trading scheme, which is denting confidence. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says the economic downturn in China, a significant market for New Zealand trees, has had a huge influence on the sector. At the Wolfgate, pricing's held, but it's purely because of their reduced inventory. We're not seeing any change in demand or consumption. Currently, China's consuming 70,000 cubic metres a day, which is a subdued level, but it's where they've been sitting for quite some time now. Uh, Recent poor weather locally has shortened up supply and just edged up local demand slightly, which could have a flow-on effect just on the number of ships um, heading to China and put some pressure on prices there. But look, we're supposedly entering a high demand period um, from the Chinese construction sector and hopes would usually be high that we'd see a substantial increase in demand. Um, But look, unfortunately, right now, the likelihood of this looks fairly slim just uh, with the way the economy is in China at the moment. That's Mel Crow from AgriHQ. Cropping farmers have voted to continue supporting the Foundation for Arable Researchers' three-levy system. The Foundation's sixth referendum saw 31% of its eligible voters have their say. It received 88% support for arable, 79% for maize and 69% for cereal silage. Chief Executive Alison Stewart says continued support will enable ongoing research and development for the industry. Well, it's, it's really crucial. I mean, it, and it's really important for a whole range of reasons. Um, if you look at the challenges that all the agricultural sectors are facing at the moment with trying to maintain productivity and profitability, but within a much lower environmental footprint, a lot of that is going to be reliant on innovative new tools and technologies or management practices. And that's basically what, you know, FAR needs to be able to develop develop um, so that our growers have got options um, to keep their farm business profitable as we move forward.
That's Alison Stewart and that's the Rural News for today.